0: Good morning, Carolinas,
1: and welcome back to the Morning Tea. We're your caffeinated creators, Jacob,
0: Morgan, Jessica, and Katie.
1: And today, we're going to be taking you on a journey through life and talk about your cognitive memory development. Let's get started.
0: To begin our journey through memory, we must
2: start at the beginning, infancy.
1: Da-woo!
2: Memories can actually start to form as newborns. Newborns can recognize their mother's voice at birth.
1: And that's also because being in the womb for so long, like nine months, 24 hours a day, you're obviously gonna recognize the voice you're hearing for that long.
2: Exactly, and in the first two months, babies can recognize familiar faces and voices. Babies' memory drastically starts to change over a one-year period to start identifying objects and different people. Experiments shown that at three months, babies can remember new pictures slash toys shown to them one to six days prior. And by nine months, your baby will be able to remember where the exact location of that toy is at. And long lasting memory won't develop until between 14 to 18 months, which then leads into your toddler years. Now toddler memory can be broken up into two different categories, implicit and explicit memory. Implicit memory is kind of like when you sing an alphabet song. Now explicit memory is a memory that you, you can recall as an adult. So say you did something as a kid, as an adult, you can tell someone like, I remember this happened, I remember I was wearing this, I remember what I was doing at that moment, whatever else is was doing at the moment, like you can just recall it. And that doesn't form till around three and a half years old, which is once again, your toddler years. Experts agree, ch- older children and adults don't recall as much from this age period because of limited use of language. Now that's when they go to preschool to learn different vocabulary and strengthen their knowledge. And this is when they go into their childhood years. According to WebMD, researcher Salen Boyles stated that researchers report that young children's earliest memories tend to change over time, being replaced with, quote, newer earliest memories until around age 10. Continuing on
0: from infancy, toddlerhood, and childhood, we move into the teen years and adolescent years.
1: Adolescence is a time in our lives when powerful memories are formed because of enhanced connection between two parts of the brain, the hippocampus and the stratum. And basically the hippocampus is the memory headquarters. That's where your memories are stored and coded, stuff like that. And so key formation of memories is very important during this stage in life. Um, So the hippocampus and the stratum, um, which is responsible for planning and decision-making, play those big roles in this stage in our life. In a study done at Columbia University, um, it was basically between teens and adults. And so it said that teens seek reward. And that's true in a way, but people are saying that the reward is what makes them remember things different than adults. Um, And that's just what they proved that adults and teens remember things differently. One of them doesn't have better memory than another. So by connecting two different things, so adults and teens were both showed pictures on an fMRI and then they were told to talk about what they remembered. And during this, they were showed two random things during the series of pictures. So they could have been shown a picture of a beach with like a little pencil in the background. And so the teens connected the images with the random objects and that gave for a richer understanding of what they remembered in time so that also is something that prepares them for adulthood because adolescence is when teens begin to develop their independence and they are better at learning from experience during this time Um, Furthermore, in the study, BBC Health also reported on it, and teens and adults, like I said, were asked to play a game while doctors were observing their brain activity through an fMRI. And it showed that teens were actually better at remembering detail because teen brain activity happened in the hippocampus and the stratum connected together while the adult brain was only in the stratum. And so what this in turn did was led to new ways of teaching for teens. So for example, if something is positively framed, adolescents may be able to remember that new experience better because of how it was framed overall.
0: Now that we have a basis for how memories are formed, let's talk about how they are forgotten. The middle-aged
3: people have their own problems with memory and forgetting, but it's really the elderly that have the biggest issues. So as people age, encoding takes more time and effort to happen. This means remembering and learning things takes more effort and time. According to Mark Williams at Psychology Today, the elderly tend to score lower on intelligence tests as opposed to their younger counterparts. This means that while they remember, they don't remember as well, and their encoding starts to decay. As people age, they also experience more lapses in memory or judgment, but it's not always a cause for concern. As we age, our brain cells and our connective tissues begin to decay, and it results in more lapses in judgments or Freudian slips. Sensory and motor nerves also slow down, which increases the likelihood of forgetting and memory lapses and forgetfulness. Now, things like misplacing your keys or forgetting why you entered a room is really normal. It just increases as you age. While you are forgetting, your creativity does not slow down. As shown in history, we can also be very creative and innovative at our old age. People like Benjamin Franklin, created his bifocals and studied radiation at the age of 80. Bach and Beethoven, also well into their 70s and 80s, created masterpieces that we still play and listen to today. Donatello and Michelangelo were sculpting into well into their old ages. So while you might be forgetting things and you might be having lapses in judgment, like forgetting where your keys are, don't forget your creativity is not impacted by your age. You are still wonderful and creative, even into your elderly
0: years. Memories play a key part in our day-to-day lives. There are three memory stages, sensory, short-term, and long-term. Information processing begins in sensory memory, moves to short-term memory, and eventually moves into the long-term memory, where it was stored. The trace decay theory states that forgetting occurs as a result of the automatic decay or fading of the memory trace. This theory suggests short-term memory can only hold information for between 15 and 30 seconds unless it is rehearsed. After this time, information trace decays and fades away. Memory disorders can destroy already formed memories, taking away a person's social support system in the form of forgetting who friends and family members are. Having one of these disorders is isolating for the person with them not being able to recognize those closest to them. There is no single name for memory disorders with varying degrees of severity and types of onsets, but one of the most common is dementia. Dementia is not a specific disease, but rather a group of symptoms that affect memory and thinking caused by damage to brain cells. These damaged cells prevent the brain from communicating normally, change behaviors, change feelings, and change how one thinks. According to the Mayo Clinic, there are significant cognitive and psychological changes that happen when a disorder such as dementia takes a hold on someone. The most widely known change is a loss of memory, but patients can also experience difficulty forming words, handling complex tasks, or organizing. Some psychological changes can include paranoia, anxiety, depression, and hallucinations. Right. So, dementia
3: is a huge problem for the elderly, but another, like, more severe form of that is senile dementia, also known as Alzheimer's. There's no cure for it. It's where your brain cell connections and cells literally die, and it's also a progressive disease, meaning it can start super, super mild, like forgetting your keys, forgetting why you walked into a room, and then slowly Progress into things like losing the ability to carry on a conversation or forgetting how to respond to your environment. So it's definitely like a stimulus disease. You forget quite literally everything and you turn into a vegetable, which is really, really sad. It's just a really intense form of dementia with no cure.
1: But not only does that affect you, it's affecting your family and the people around you because, like, you don't know who they are and that like hurts them in a way and they want to help but they know they can't
0: and that's what I said about dementia and forgetting and taking away your support system because you forget those who are closest to you and trying to help you
3: right it's like one of those things like my grandma has Alzheimer's and you can look on her face and literally see how clueless she is sometimes it's really sad and heartbreaking
1: All right, folks, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for joining us on our journey through life as we take you through and talk about memory over the years. Don't forget to leave a comment down below about a childhood story you have or a connection you want to make to things we talked about. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you for joining us bright and early to take a nice big sip of your morning tea. We'll see you next week.